This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Have a listen to this. Have a listen to this. Now, that kind of talk this week dragged Australia's share market to a two-year low. There are, of course, complex reasons for that. He was the big spender. The big spender. Doing the grocery shopping could take a huge chunk out of the family budget. And that's finance. Hello and welcome to Comedian vs Economist. We demystify the world of money and help you get a handle on the bigger picture. My name's Adam and we're joined as always by my little older brother and real life economist, Thomas. Hi, Thomas. Yeah, good day, Adam. How are you going? Ah, doing very well, thank you. Uh, mm. Massive show coming up, Thomas, but everyone mm. in the whole entire world right now is talking about FTX, the crypto exchange. Uh, it's the biggest story going around. So we wanted to make sure we uh, gave it the proper treatment. Uh, so we actually released a separate episode uh, all about FTX, which is in your podcast feeds right now if you haven't heard it. Uh, there was a lot to unpack. So, uh, yeah, hopefully that's good news to you. Uh, Christmas has come early. You'll find that available right now in your regular CVE feed. Uh, and also don't forget The Dive and also Crypto Curious, two other great podcasts from Equity Mates Media, uh, also covering that story. Uh, so make sure you check those out as well. Uh, but on with today's show, Thomas. And last week we saw the, oh, what, response uh, when the U.S., <laughs> Fed hiked interest rates, and I told you the market had two reactions. And this week we got hooray as the US inflation data was released. Uh, apparently, as a nation, we're taking too many sickies and it's costing the economy big time. Thankfully, a new study has found a way to blame that on young people. But first, we're going to hear Brookfield Asset Management's origin story. Not a story about where they came from. They just want to buy Origin. Thomas, what's going on? AFL is calling it a monster takeover bid. It's the biggest of the year. So in terms of mergers and acquisitions, so it's a big, big deal. Big deal in dollar terms, also in terms of the impact on the energy market. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Brookfield is teaming up with EIG, which is another asset manager, uh, and they're offering $18.4 billion to uh, buy Origin and take it off the ASX and take it private. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Is that a good thing? Um, yeah, well, in and of itself, it's neither here nor there, but it um, depends, depends what they're going to do with it. I mean, I, quite, I like it. I'm a, right. I'm a fan. Okay. Yeah, oh, it's my tick of, tick of approval. So Brookfield, they were, the, they were last teaming up with Mike Cannon-Brooks to buy AGL. Yeah, that's right. So they had that, that, the, the, yeah, that AGL offer that got knocked mm. back. Yeah, and the Brookfield was part of that one as well. Right. But... 
Yeah, it's in- I mean, it's interesting the two the two deals like they're completely at odds with each other. So AGL, the bid for AGL with which Brooks and Brookfield launched, they made the offer on the Friday. It got leaked on the Sunday, and then on Monday the board killed it, mm. and they were only offering a takeover premium of eleven percent. So sort of people saying like in hindsight that looks it's a bit of a little bit of a farce. It's a bit bit sloppy. Right. Um, maybe, maybe it was an opening play. It was an ambit play, but um, a gambit. But um, it looks a bit sloppy. You compare that with the Origin deal. Origin's paying a fifty-five percent premium, so nine dollars a share, wow. compared to eleven percent for the AGL bid. So fifty-five. That's really big. They've been in negotiations with Origin's board for three months and Whoa. keeping it secret. <laughs> and and Origin's board has negotiated up that price. So it was. Yeah, something like in the seven somewhere they've negotiated it up into the nines. Wow. Yeah, saying it just looks a lot better. It looks a lot more professional in the, that sense of like they've they've managed it. Both parties have managed managed this negotiation really well. And right. Because the boards come out because Brookfield and EIG say we want to buy it, and and mm. the boards come out at the same time and said we think we should sell it. We think it's a good deal. Right. That's a very different narrative to the AGL thing, which was. Like, mm. like almost was hostile, kind of like we're we're buying it because we want to run it into the ground. Well, quite the opposite, well, actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we want we, we, cause we, untold pollution to the earth. It's <laughs> uh, quite the opposite of what Karen Brooks was trying to achieve by buying AGL. Um, yeah. No, he, was, he wanted to shut it down, right? He wanted to shut down yeah. the coal-fired plants. The, yeah, that's right. Like he, he wanted to stop the demerger, so they were, mm. they were planning to demer- separate their their retail and their generation arms. Yeah. And he said, no, that's not a good idea. Right. And so that's still playing out. Tomorrow, we're recording Monday night, tomorrow the, um, we'll see if, if Cannon Brooks gets his board nominations up onto the board. Oh, yeah. Um, looking like he might. He's got four, looking, looking like he'll get three of the four. So that's still going on, but it's kind of a sideshow now to what's happening with Origin. So it's really Origin's leading the way. And... The, I mean, the, the interesting thing is that, you know, you think about where this leaves AGL and Origin, they're both competing in the same place, but Origin is already a long way further ahead on the road of decarbonisation. It's got the the Iraring plant in Lake Macquarie, and that's the oldest and clunkiest and most polluting coal-fired station in the, in the, in the country, mm. but they're already well on the way to shutting it down and, and they're going to do that fairly soon. AGL still has three coal assets in operation and not they're not looking to shut down until the 2030 somewhere. So Origin's right. closing there is already planning to close a rowing in 2025. I think AGL aren't even convinced that they're necessarily a bad idea, are they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get that sense. You get that sense. <laughs> I mean, sure, we'll shut them down. We're going to yeah. do a bit more digging and just work out if they really need to be shut down. But, yeah, yeah we hear what you're saying. We're, he- we're hearing you. But, yeah, we'll, we'll just yeah. see. We'll just see. We'll see how it plays out. So, yeah, so Origin's already a long way further ahead. They're, they're, they've then got Brookfield coming in and saying we're going to take it private. Taking it private means they're not paying shareholders a dividend, which should mean $500 million a year that they can just reinvest back in the business. Right. So that, that gives them a leg up. They've also, Brookfield's also saying they're buying it at, at, this, at this price, but they're also investing $20 billion over the next seven years. Yeah, wow. To, to help with the... Um, yeah, help with this decarbonisation. So 
it's a, it's a lot of money coming into Origin to make this transition happen. AGL mm. is flat-footed. They're already behind the curve in terms of these ageing coal assets which they need to shut down and they don't have $20 billion in the bank that mm. Origin now has. So it's like it's starting to, things are really starting to shift against AGL. Right. So yeah, it's not, not is, is this going to have a big impact on prices too? Like because AGL is a big gas player, right? And we mm. saw with gas and electricity, like prices going through the roof recently. Um, we looked at a couple of weeks ago on the show. We looked at Western Australia and and how they had they were maintaining their own reserves, uh, mm. keeping mm. prices down. It, does any of that change? Does the market change? It, the structure is changing. So Origin, well, yeah, Origin with Brookfield will keep. Um, the generation and the retail assets, mm. and then they're going to sell the LNG plant that they own. They got a well, they don't own it. They got like a twenty-seven percent stake, I think it is, in Gladstone's LNG, right? Uh, AP AP LNG, yeah, twenty-seven and a half percent, and they're going to sell that to EIG. So EIG is a, is an interesting sort of asset manager. They only do energy assets. That's all they invest in. Mm, neat. So they're going to take that that LNG. St- processing stake and take it off their hands and that's that's the politically sensitive one like people saying like you know it's not such a great thing you don't need to be in that so that that kind of like frees origin up and really helps them with their their decarbonization Mm. with brookfield so that's so that's an interesting shift in in the market but the the other interesting i think was really interesting was that eig's um chairman came out and said, like, yeah, we're kind of expecting there to be a windfall tax. And he's saying, like, yeah. um, the chief executive, Blair Thomas, he's saying, we understand the pressures that Australia is going under and we're seeing it in really every other market that we operate around the world. We're a big producer in the UK's North Sea and the UK has introduced a windfall profit tax. You've got market intervention in Germany right now. And so this is a phenomenon that's playing out around the world. And so I think the way I read that is like saying, yeah, we're kind of, it's kind of reasonable and it is reasonable. Like mm. energy prices have spiked because there's a war in Ukraine. It's a terrible thing. Mm. It's not a great outcome that consumers are paying extreme prices while energy companies are making out like bandits. It's, it's not really Because cool. of a humanitarian crisis. Crisis, like, yeah. So, yeah, there's human suffering over there, which has led to human suffering here. <laughs> <laughs> Which and means making some money. massive profits for <laughs> yeah. any humans involved in <laughs> energy production. There's more and more uh, talk about some kind of either export levy or windfall profit tax or something like that. Treasury's released a report in Australia saying that they think they want to see something like that. Mm. So it's looking like it's going to happen. And EIG, the new newest player on on the block, is says that like they expect something to happen. Mm. You know, they've probably got a view on what it should be, but it, it probably, if anything, I think it's it, it smooths the way towards some sort of windfall tax, which mm. was probably coming already. The other thing is if you get that d- domestic reservation or an export levy, that drives down the local price. Right. So to the extent it sort of ushers in some sort of windfall tax, export levy, some domestic reservation, something like that, it potentially puts some downward pressure on energy prices. Hmm. Is that domestic reservation, is that a government thing or is that a something that Origin would implement themselves as a private company? Oh, I, I suppose it could be voluntary, but hmm. I think it would, no, it would normally be a government mandate. 
right. I think, but theoretically, it could not be if we just slapped them with a windfall tax. They're not going to look, look to do us any favors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, Thomas. U.S. inflation data came out uh, last week. What did we learn? Yeah, it was a, it was a nice number. Markets mm. liked it. It was seven point seven point seven percent annual inflation for October. That was down from eight point two percent in September and was better than expected. So, Brilliant. hooray! Yeah, hooray! Yeah, it's, it's over. Totally. We're out of the woods. We made it. Yeah. We can all <laughs> we can all start buying up stocks again. And man, that, and that's what markets did. Nasdaq jumped seven percent in a day. S and P up five point five percent. They're both the biggest jump since the immediate rebounds out of COVID in March 2020. Mm. Big tech had a big day. Apple's up 9%, Spotify 10%, Meta 10%, NVIDIA 14%, Square 18%. The None list goes on. Sense, but yeah, but that's, that's this what is the new. Is this the new normal they talked about with post-COVID? <laughs> the new normal will be shares just going up and down by in like 5% increments now. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we, we talked about this a little while ago saying like the market rebounds after a bear market tend to be rapid. Mm. Like it's quite easy to miss miss the, the rebounds because they happen in, in chunks and mm. early. Like so they, you typically bounce back. But you also have a number of false signals on the way. So it's quite, quite So which one's this? We won't let you. You can tell us in a year or two. Yeah, I'll tell you. Uh, yeah. My, my punt would be false signal. Because if you... Yeah, okay. like you look at it, like Square up 18% on inflation <laughs> running at 7.7%. On a 0.5% decrease in inflation. That's 20%, <laughs> 20%, 20%, 20% up for Square. Um, right, nothing about that makes sense. Yeah, because like 7.7% is still not a great number. It's better, it was better than expected and it's down, which says yes, maybe inflation is peaking. Mm. But inflation's not down. It's just lower than what it was. We're still wanting to get it down towards 2 to 3%. Mm. So we're still a long way off that. So markets are future looking though, right? That's and, true. That's true. And so they're just taking it presumably as, as like this This is the beginning of the of of the of mm. deflation, or yeah, disinflation, so, disinflation. Yeah. Sorry, so yeah, that's right, that's right. But it's there. It's a lot to hang your hat on just that that number. I mean, we also it's also like day trading. You know, day to day price movements mm. are a lot driven by just momentum. You know, that's, it has a big factor. Mm. There's always that na- tempting to make that narrative. Such and such data point happened markets as a collective interpreted it in a single way and decided to pump stocks like it just it just never happens like that like yeah it's, it's, it's always tempting to tell that story i did i did hear um you'll be pleased to know i've started listening to an economics podcast um oh. well it's a finance month, uh, nab morning call it's quite good it's only 15 minutes um and they're saying there's a couple of side stories as well so there was like um uh, there was also some kind of signals that the co- the China's zero COVID policy, you know, whilst they weren't getting rid of it, they were kind of, they'd, they'd just kind of gone, you know what, it's five days, not seven days anymore. And so markets were like, oh, we really like that too. 
and mm-hmm. there was like a little there was a couple of little wins for Ukraine in in the war in, against Russia and so markets because mm-hmm. that's another big one so I think those are the two other yeah, massive yeah. stories right like right, China's yeah, zero yeah, yeah. COVID if there's sign that that might be ending then that's a huge mm-hmm. thing and if yeah, there's even yeah. a glimmer of hope or a signal that the war in Ukraine's ending then that mm-hmm. could be a massive thing too so so maybe those things they start adding on to each other um, mm-hmm. and and the markets put all that together and went, yeah, new beauty, let's go, we're off to the races. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's right. That said, the Federal Reserve Governor Christopher Waller, so he's not the chair but one of the governors that sits on the, the Open Markets Committee, mm. um, he was in Sydney and he said, the market seems to have gotten way out in front on this over this one <laughs> CPI report. <laughs> Apparently in his press release, he used nine A's when he spelled no. the word way. No. <laughs> he, was, he was talking at the UBS Australasia conference and the AFR's notes, his bemusement was clear from the way he stretched that word way just as about as far as it would go. Uh, we need more of that. We need more personality in, in economics. Hopefully yeah. we try and bring that to you on this show. But, yeah, I like, I like that. I don't know if a federal governor, reserve governor saying markets are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see Fed Chair Powell with a few more. I maybe open with a joke next time at his at his uh, <laughs> at the Fed meeting. Yeah, when he when he fronts the media after the meeting and he raises interest rates, yeah, just yeah. rip off a few one-liners. So it's good finally that we saw some evidence of inflation starting to come down. But I just cannot stress enough this one data point: we're going to need to see a continued <laughs> run of this kind of behaviour and inflation slowly starting to come down before we start thinking about taking our foot off the brakes. So everybody should just take a deep breath and calm down. We've got a ways to go. <laughs> It's too late. It's too late. We got what we needed. Thanks, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Your words mean nothing to us. We're buying. (laughs) All right, why don't we pause here? We'll grab a quick word from this week's sponsor and be back with more Comedian versus Economist right after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, Thomas, I want to talk to you about sickies, sick leave. Mm. Uh, I found this article during the week. You know, I read extensively. This was, uh, mm. this was <laughs> during my perusal of news.com that I hear. Uh, and apparently sick days are going to cost us $24 billion by the end of the year. Mm. What's going on? Yeah, that was a study conducted. Mm. It was commissioned by Rent-A-Kill Initial. 
right. the uh, hygiene and pest control company. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they found that, yeah, it's, yeah, sick days are costing the economy $24 billion a year. Also that Gen Z are nearly twice as likely than baby boomers to call in sick. Um, <laughs> With the majority of young workers pulling the pin with minimal symptoms, mm. according to Andrew Stone, managing <laughs> just director. Just so hard to pure. find good workers anymore. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, you could also uh, read that, of course, as Gen Z are almost twice as uh, likely to listen to government health advice <laughs> as boomers. <laughs> Not coming if you've got any COVID symptoms. It's almost oh, like they my... almost like they paid attention to the <laughs> massive advertising blitz that was on television for the last two years <laughs> that said if you've got any symptoms, stay off public transport and stay out of the office. Boomers are like, no one tells me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I like I look at this one and I'm a bit like, eh. So it's commissioned by Rent-A-Kill as mm. initial. So these guys do the hygiene, pest control, some conglomeration. I think they do mm. like trough lollies, don't they? Like I see the rent-a-kill or initial in like public toilets Oh, like and the, stuff. the public toilet sanitising thing? Yeah, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah I think yeah, so. Yeah. I think they're all, they're all about like – well, I think they're two companies, aren't they? Rent-a-kill is like the pest, pest extermination company. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm making a shooting motion with my hands. <laughs> I don't know why. Wow. Um, and <laughs> – uh, and then, and then, yeah. Um, initial is like a hygiene company. They do yeah. disinfecting and cleaning and stuff. So they've got a vested interest in hygiene and sanitation, mm. and they're they're doing a report on how much sick days cost the economy. It's twenty four billion dollars. Is that a big number? Sounds big. Is it not? Sounds big. But like, <laughs> how's it compare with comparable sized economies? Or is it up from last year or down from mm. last year? Like a mm. number a number out of context isn't that useful. It kind of sounds like news, mm. but it's not actually that interesting. Like Re- should it reset? be less? Should it be less? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not going to look into it. We're just going to question no. the number. Yeah. yeah. No, well, no, there's no, there's no, this is the first time they've done the study. Mm. Um, they haven't done it. Yeah, before, so it's just it's right. just a, it's just so it's it's a number that has that that talks about the importance of hygiene. It's a way. So so what's going on here is Rent-A-Kill Initial says we need to get some coverage in the papers and push the conversation around how businesses can improve sanitization or mm. buy more. Sorry, no. The first step is how do we get businesses to buy more of our product? Well, let's tell them that having that sanitation is important. Why is it important? Well, it's costing the money because they people are getting sick. Okay, great. Right. That's our angle. Let's get a study that talks about that. All right. So let's well let's just put a dollar. How do we do that? Well, let's just put a dollar number on how much sick days are costing us. Hmm. Right. And then then we'll get a news something in news.com.au and then that'll push the conversation and hopefully get more people to buy more of our stuff. Hmm. That's 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 what's going on here, right? And you see data points like this all the time. Right. So yeah, it's yeah. it's not just a general community, and I must admit, right? <laughs> so I Anna was watching today or sunrise or something over the weekend, and that's where I first heard the story. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did. I'm like, oh, this is like they mentioned it's costing the economy, and I thought, brilliant! I've got something I can give to Tom. He's like, he'll be all over this. 
Um, and I went and Googled it and this was the only one I could find was, was on news.com.au. Uh, right, I, right. couldn't, I couldn't find any other reference to the story. So, mm-hmm. um, so I think maybe, yeah, it's possibly true um, mm. that, yeah, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a ruse. Yeah, so and then, you know, who, who knows how, how solid the survey construction is, like if, it, mm. if you're going to get reasonable results. They surveyed 200 employers. Doesn't seem like a large sample. Maybe it is if it, if it was a well selected sample of employers that might be representative. But mm. maybe, maybe not. You don't know. It's conducted by Frost and Sullivan. We don't know anything about them. <laughs> oh no, we do. They're an American. Oh, they're an American business consulting firm. Offers market research, analysis, growth strategy, consultant, and corporate training. Mm. Uh, Frost and Sullivan also issue industry awards based on research using a proprietary methodology, Ooh. which is sometimes based on a single article produced by the receiver of the award. Organizations that receive a Frost and Sullivan award must pay a fee to communicate <laughs> the outcome to the public. <laughs> really? Yeah. What a system. Yeah, that's brilliant. Thomas, we've, we're awarding you Economist of the Year. If you oh. want to tell anyone, <laughs> you need to give us a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What a model. Right. What a, yeah, great business model. Wow. Genius. Yeah, I so think- they're the guys behind this study. Right. Which also, and the other thing is they found that Gen Z was nearly twice as likely as baby boomers to call in sick, mm. which is obviously then it's all the baby boomers go, oh, yeah, Gen Z, they're... You know, weak as piss, they're hopeless. Mm. I guarantee you that... Probably resonates with news.com.au readers. It, well, it does that. I also reckon, I can guarantee you that Rentacure Initial have a list of their purchasing managers at all of their clients. Oh, yeah. With it, and there's a column in that spreadsheet that has their age. Yeah, right. And I'm pretty sure that they're all over 50. Ooh, this is this is getting into it now. I like it. <laughs> Right. What I thought, this is not where I thought this story would go. I thought, <laughs> I thought you'd commend me on my, my uh, discovering some solid economic data and bringing it to the podcast and, and you've taken it to a, a slightly darker place, which I quite like. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that result that Gen Z is more than twice as likely to call in, like one, mm. they probably should be. If they are actually sick, they should, mm. they're doing the right thing yeah, by been, staying been home. Yeah, we've telling people to do that for two years. Yeah, that's right. But two, maybe it's not. Maybe that's just they've just cooked that article up and saying like, you know, what would really resonate with mm. our purchasing managers is something that sticks the boot into millennials <laughs> and Gen Z. They love that. Yeah. I think the other thing, and I don't know if this is the right term for it, you, I think you might have used the term externalities before, um, which is I think is like external factors that might affect this, this data as well. And I remember... That's not what that means. No, isn't it? Well, no. I, I felt good saying it. Um, <laughs> but there was when the Queen passed away and we had, a, we had a public holiday on the Thursday, like if, you want, if you're trying to have less sick days in the economy, then don't spring a public holiday on people on a Thursday. Like... Even my Outlook calendar at work was like, I guess we're booking in Friday as focus time. Like, <laughs> that's just, <laughs> that, is, that is a recipe for sick days. So, you know, like if you've got public holidays on Tuesdays or Thursdays, uh-huh. then I imagine yeah. that's going to that's gonna push up your sick days in the economy as well, costing that's us, right. again, millions. Yeah. And again, it's those Gen Z uh, people going to call up 
<laughs> yeah, and that's a good point. Frost and Sullivan didn't look into that. <laughs> didn't factor that in. Before we go today, I just want to get to a couple of uh, listener emails that came through, listener messages, which we really love here on the show. Uh, Lucy sent us a, an email, uh, said she vaguely remembered listening to a story where a former tech genius is handing out crypto for free in an effort to establish a minimum living wage. Uh, Lucy, I can help you out with that one because she couldn't remember if it was on our podcast or some other incredible economics podcast that she <laughs> listens to. Uh, <laughs> um, I did go back. I found it was in October 2021. Uh, we did an episode called Weaponizing Corporate Power in the Pacific, uh, but we were talking about WorldCoin, which was talking World about Coin. yeah, uh, raising a, um, I think, yeah, giving out, like a dollar worth of crypto or something if you hand it over your identity and put your identity on the blockchain, which I think if FTX has taught us anything this week, it's that you're, <laughs> <laughs> you should be putting more of yourself uh, into, the, into the crypto sphere. <laughs> uh, so hopefully that helps you, Lucy. Uh, thank you very much for your email. Uh, and this was a good one. James sent us a message uh, on Instagram at CVE Podcast. And Thomas, this is something I've heard a couple of people say now. But James actually said, I've noticed Thomas has developed a sense of humour, which is oh. interesting. So there you go. Kudos to you. Yeah. Nice to have yeah. someone else funny in the family. <laughs> no one ever compliments me on, um, on gaining a, an economic um, sense you? at all. Except Dad. Dad did it the other day. But Dad's coming oh, yeah. off a very low bar. Low bar. <laughs> yeah, to coach you through high school maths. <laughs> His expectations were angry. I remember I went to him. I remember I went to him. I was like, Dad, look, I can tie my shoelaces. He goes, Adam, you're 25 years old. You should be able to tie your shoelaces. Uh, thank you, James, for your message. Uh, and, uh, yeah, thank, good to hear that you're uh, enjoying, enjoying the lols. Uh, hopefully we're providing enough of them as well as some good information for you. Uh, and thank you to everyone out there who tunes in each and every week to Comedian versus Economist. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Don't forget to go and rate the show, leave us a review. That would help us out enormously uh, and of course check out the other episode if you haven't heard it yet we did cover off FTX in great detail this week as a bonus episode so go and take a listen to that if you haven't already but other than that it's bye for now we'll catch you next time you have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.